No, no, I think Breakthrough TV gives bad, bad, bad broadcasting a good name. You're listening to Con Air Radio. Stop whining. It's about to begin. <laughs> All right, it's time for another Con Air Radio. As always, we are your hosts. We got our tab. Howdy, howdy. We got Cameron, the film dropout. How's it going? We, of course, have the lovely Amy. Hello. And, of course, that's uh, that's me, the big uh, furry fat guy, Jared. Furry, furry fat guy. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we are back for another episode of Con Air Radio. Sweet. I know, right? <laughs> so, uh, Feels like it's been forever. I know, like it's been, what, two weeks? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like like always? Yeah. Um, so, Still want to change that. But yeah. <laughs> so how's uh, how's everybody doing this week? Great, great. Doing solid. Doing good. You just, Amy, you just got back from a couple of different vacations, didn't you? Right. In the beginning of June, I went to Mexico. Um, in the middle of June, I went to California, and I just came back from uh, Sholo last weekend. Oh, I love Sholo. Worldwide yeah, traveler. Nice. I went here. to the Medieval <laughs> Mayhem Festival in Sholo. Oh, yeah. Is it, yeah. Is it mayhem? It is mayhem. Absolute mayhem. I would have yeah. rather had May steak. Is it, is it like a pork <laughs> festival? It's like a Ren fair. Okay. Yeah. yeah actually, but actually no emphasis ju- on pork products for mayhem? <laughs> no. Okay. And I actually, Jess was up there uh, for that, too. Were you? Hashtag dad jokes. Oh. Yeah. We, wow. always, we always find out this stuff after. You know, it's like, oh, well, I was there, too. <laughs> but, yeah, um, I was with uh, Gazal Bellity, which performed on the stage... Um, with three men and a lot of drums, I think they're called, and Far From Home. That's just Because all Bellity were the belly dance group. <laughs> nice. Yeah. The, the men were the belly dance group? No, no. <laughs> no, actually, they perform at the regular run fair, too. Mm-hmm. The three men and a lot of drums and Far From Home. Yeah. They're, they're pretty funny, actually. It's, it's a comedy yeah, drumming. Yeah, pretty good. And three men and a lot of drums that are far from home. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Does it sound like Stomp? <laughs> No, it's okay. it's like a comedy show. Oh, it's okay. Yeah, they're it's pretty funny. They bang on and they're everything. Great, and they're great too. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, what about you, Cameron? I know you you just got back from uh, from California, right? Yeah, I went to San Diego for the Fourth of July. And nice. That was it was nice and enjoyable and feeling sixty degrees there in July, which is basically our winter here. Yeah. Super weird. Oh, so nice. Yeah, that, yeah, that, must, like, that must have been awesome. When I'm seeing the for, seeing the fireworks, uh, I was like, oh, I need a hoodie. Did you where where were the fireworks at? I went to to Seaport Village to see them. Where I was, we had like four different displays going off within like a one mile radius. Oh, so that's awesome! Like nice. all around us, it was crazy. Oh, that's great. Yeah. There's a the, um, place up north, like in uh, the lake area, um, where there are two cities right across the, the the water from each other. I think it was Sault Ste. Marie and. Uh, I'm not sure what the other city is. Maybe another Sault Ste. Marie. I don't know. Um, but uh, they, they, they put their, their money together, and they put the fireworks out on a, on a barge, and they just kind of shoot this way, shoot that way, shoot this oh, way, nice. shoot that way. Oh, it was a huge display. I, it was a long time ago, though. <laughs> I haven't been up there in ages. So what, what, what did you do for the 4th? Nothing. Nothing? <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. I curled up, and uh, I think I might have watched TV and gamed a little bit. Uh, we heard several large explosions near the house. I presume those were fireworks. 
Gunshots or fireworks? The hood will never know. <laughs> yeah, I could not tell. Yeah, yeah. I was sick. I, yeah. stayed, I stayed home, too. Yeah, I had a cold. Yeah, I, I, I worked most of the day on the 4th, uh, which was great because I got time and a half plus holiday pay, which was which was pretty awesome. Oh, nice. wow. And then nice. uh, actually, uh, Jess and I and her roommates, we went to uh, uh, Tempe Town Lake, actually saw the fireworks there. We actually got a pretty... Pretty good seats, actually. Oddly enough, Lane Change that, actually amazing. did play yeah. there. <laughs> Lane Change was there, but they started they started playing just before I got off of work. Oh. So we we were I, we were kind of bummed because I know we want to we're going to have them on the show and hopefully like, next podcast. Hopefully, and I'm, I'm like we need to we need to go see them. And then when I saw what time that they were playing, I'm like, oh, we're not going to be able to see them. Well, hopefully they'll be set. I, I talked to Kevin, their manager, and uh, as far as I know, they are set. They will be contacting me tonight. So nice. Hopefully, nice. we should be able to verify it. All right. So uh, let's get into the the world of geekdom. The world <laughs> of geekdom. In fact, a big uh, a big movie just came out. Uh, that's uh, I guess taking the the world by storm right now. Is it because no one in this room saw it but me? <laughs> it, isn't that the baby baby Iron Man right? Baby yeah, baby Iron ba- Man. Baby Iron Man. <laughs> No, of course, uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. Spider-Man Homecoming. The much-anticipated Spider-Man Homecoming. Again, not anticipated enough, apparently. you got, you got to have money to go see these yes, things. That, <laughs> see, that's the different things. I have a new mortgage that I have to pay. <laughs> For some unknown reason, staying in my house is relatively important, as much yeah. as I would love to have been there. Not that I'm an advocate, but there's torrents. <laughs> There, there are, yeah. Uh, so anyway, so you, you did get to see it, Cameron. I did get to see it. I got to see it on uh, Saturday. I usually wait till Monday for the crowds to die down on these things, but uh, Saturday morning was disappointing, so I made Saturday afternoon great and saw Spider-Man nice. Homecoming. Um, and I just, uh, since no one did see it and we can't really talk about it, I no don't spoilers. want to, no spoilers or anything like that, I did write a little review or some of the thoughts that I had on the movie. And I thought I'd just share them with you now. Yeah, sure. Go right ahead. Okay, so uh, Spider-Man Homecoming is the best Spider-Man movie to date. Uh, mm. Once again, Marvel has smartly avoided superhero fatigue by making a great genre picture. Uh, this being the teen comedy movie. So like, think of like a John Hughes film, like Breakfast Club or Pretty in Pink. It's, it's that kind of thing. So I've noticed this trend where Marvel has started to uh, do genre films. So like Guardians of the Galaxy is their sci-fi action, mm-hmm. um, you know, Doctor Strange is their mind-expanding kind of experimental-type film. Uh, Ant-Man was a heist film. So they're, they're, bre- they're crossing the genres in order to keep it fresh, and I think it's just a really, really smart move on Marvel's part. You know, the funny thing is I did not think about that till, till you just mentioned that. That is actually so very true. Yeah, and uh, I was excited about all the things this movie didn't do. And the strengths are, are it's, it's what we've... They don't show us what we've already seen, so we don't see things like Spider-Man th- swinging through the city, you know, and things like that. Not to say that we shouldn't have those things, but it's nice to see something different. It's almost like they went through a checklist of all the previous Spider-Man films and said, okay, this is what we can't have in it. Mm-hmm. Do something else. No spider bite, no this. No yeah, that. so there's no there's no origin story, none of that. It just it, it respects its audience by putting you right into it and you know trusting the audience that you're familiar with the source material enough to say, hey, this is Spider-Man, radioactive spider, we get it. <laughs> the villain was well, really well developed. The vulture, Michael Keaton is the vulture. Um hmm. He was nice. really had a realistic motivation. Uh, worked it really well into the story. They made him interesting, which is uh, I know a big complaint against Marvel films is that the villains sometimes aren't always the most interesting. Uh, they have strayed away with this, and he had a backstory. Uh, yeah, he had a backstory, and really surprised a, a nice surprise towards the end of the film uh, that I wasn't 
expecting. It's been a long time since a villain in any movie has surprised me, especially in a superhero film. Hmm. Uh, okay, and then on a more personal thought, kind of after seeing this movie and and all the other things in it, because there is more diversity in this than you can shake a college uh, brochure at. Really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. And but it's handled in such a great and subtle way as making it just like matter of fact without being ham-fisted or over the top. Hmm. And for me, um, Spider-Man has always represented. Uh, yeah, but okay. So all right. All right, I've always felt that Spider-Man is the most American superhero. Um, I know some will say, well, what about Captain America? And while Captain America represents, like, the ideals of America, uh, Spider-Man represents its people, everyday people just trying to get through life and do the right thing. Each Spider-Man film has shown a reflection of where the country was at the time of its release. So during 2003, it was really kind of a pro-patriotic thing because we had just come off 9-11. There was this, um, he was like a poor Spider-Man, the hardworking man, type that we all were around that time. Right. Uh, around The Amazing Spider-Man with Andrew Garfield, they kind of abandoned that and focused more on making him like a hip, swanky kid to try and avoid that poor man's image because we had just had the recession, so it wasn't that... Yeah, we don't need a reminder. <laughs> yeah, so it wasn't, it wasn't that, that, you know, interesting to put him in that perspective, so they've moved away from, they moved away from that, and now with this film as a whole showing like the diversity and everything in it, you really see that this is kind of what America is now. And it's a really great representation. I think everyone should go see it because they put so much emphasis on things that are not the norm, like, um, you know, Peter's in the academic decathlon, and they put so much emphasis on science and learning being the cool thing, not sports and, right. you know, genuine jock culture, if you want to call it that. Mm -hmm. You know, things that there needs to be maybe a cultural shift on that it's okay to be smart and it's okay to do science and things like that. This, there's a lot of anti-intellectualism out there, and this kind of takes that and says, no, intellectualism is okay. So, And it was great how they worked the shared universe stuff in there. It wasn't over the top. It just reminded you, hey, this is in the Marvel universe, but it's not like... You know, it, it, the, it's, it, it's not an Avengers movie. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, it's, a, movie. it's a smaller story with smaller stakes, and I really think that more hero movies need to take that route and not, not make everything like a world-threatening event and make them more character-driven pieces. And Spider-Man did that in flying colors. Nice. But awesome. The, the real question is, how many after-the-credit pieces were there? Two. Two. Okay. Two. All right. So oh. we'll definitely have to, have to stay for that. That's a See, secret. That's no. always the important thing is when someone oh, yeah. sees the movie first, you've got to find out how many times. I mean, what was the last one? The Guardians of the Galaxy had five? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, seriously, wow. So w would you say it actually follows a little bit more closely to like the, the newer animated version of Spider-Man where he's more more joking around? This is the most accurate representation of Spider-Man from the comic book on film that there's ever been. Really? Bar none. He's okay. a young teenager. He's smart and quippy when he's Spider-Man. He's unsure of himself and, and has a lack of confidence when he's Peter Parker, but he's also incredibly intelligent. So... He play, Tom Holland played both sides perfectly. Okay, cool. And a lot of people, I guess, like um, were kind of thinking, wow, really, they're doing a third Spider-Man reboot, and I think they wrote this off when they shouldn't, because with any film character, you can always have just a different director's interpretation of what that character would be, and that's how we need to look at the Spider-Man films now, is not being, well, they messed it up, you know, they didn't get it right, and they need to forget these ones or these don't fit or whatever, and just say, well, that's just their interpretation. And it's kind of the same thing with, like, you know, no one complains that there's a new James Bond almost every right. time, you know? Yeah. 
So w- would, would you see it again? I really do want to see it again. Um, I'm trying to get another friend of mine to go see it with me again. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's probably the only movie this summer so far that I've been willing to see a second time. Okay. Like for sure that I, I'm relatively confident that I'm going to. Did you see it 2D or 3D? 2D. I don't okay. bother with 3D because it's kind of a gimmick. Okay. And it's just another way to get bigger ticket sales. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, uh, so so definitely definitely go see Spider Man. Uh, Where I, I know I know I want to see it. Mm. It's on my list. It, it might even be next Tuesday. I, yeah, I, I, I promise for anyone who may be still skeptical or on the fence about whether or not they should see it, you won't be disappointed. Nice, sweet. All on right. the upper echelon of the Marvel films for sure. All <laughs> right. Well, uh, what else? What else do we have coming up uh, movie wise? Do you know? War of the Planet of the Apes. I'm excited. War of the Planet of the Apes, yeah. Yes, yeah. I am I am looking for, forward to that. I saw the last one, and I was like, hmm, okay, Woody Harrelson ran on. I get it. <laughs> I, I, I actually have to say I, I do like their marketing campaign for this one where they're showing, like, a bunch of, like, uh, the, like viral movies of, like, monkeys and gorillas and whatnot, right. viral videos, and then their chain is like, laugh while you can. Yes. <laughs> it's like, okay, that, that that's actually pretty brilliant. Yeah, that, I like that. Uh, mm-hmm. Some of the other movies this summer that I'm coming up that are, that are coming up that I'm really really looking for: Dunkirk, the new Christopher Nolan movie. I was yes. reading about that today. That looks really good. I, I know very little about the film. I've only seen the first two trailers because I'm. I'm so I think it's a World War Two. Yeah, um, they're mm-hmm. like stranded on a beach. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's it's about the the events of, of, of Dunkirk. Dunkirk. Right. Uh, and I'm not. That's that's a story of World War Two that I'm not really familiar with we're all familiar with nazis we're all familiar with the pacific but this this theater this part of the theater uh, i'm not that familiar with so this will be interesting yeah uh there is another movie i'm really really excited about called valerian and the city of a thousand species or um yeah thousand planets city of a thousand planets yeah it's from uh luke basson the guy who did uh fifth element yes yeah and so it shares a lot of similar visual style to the fifth element. So I'm really, really excited to see that because it's going to be, it looks like it's really different. He's been wanting to do this movie. Uh, It's a a book that's been adapted to a movie, but uh, he's been wanting to do this for like 20 years. Uh. He's been, he's been really itching. Well, and what was cool is when I went to go see Spider-Man homecoming, they showed the opening scene to Valerian Hmm. and it was great. It was, it, was, uh, it was a very simple scene. Basically what they did is they took uh, David Bowie's the Major Tom song mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. played that in the background while we watched like the evolution of human space travel and then what the future of human space travel looks like as more and more uh, countries join in the International Space Station, which becomes the Intergalactic Space Station, and it was just a really, really kind of a cool, cool scene. Not to, not to do it down that Really great way. character designs. But mm-hmm. didn't um, Enterprise do that? Mm-hmm. The TV show Enterprise uh, at the very beginning? A, kinda a had little the, bit, yeah. Had, the, had the, uh, the transition from, you know, the boats to the, to the first uh, spaceships, the capsules, then to the first warp drive and stuff and I think it was I, I didn't I didn't watch Enterprise because Bacula ruined the franchise <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay uh, and then uh, next uh, next up there's another movie I'm excited about Atomic Blonde um, it's got Charlize Theron in it it looks kind of like Jason Bourne meets they call it the, the female James Bond yeah the, fe- yeah. the female J- Jason Bourne or James Bond it looks that looks really good and like a lot of fun and yeah, yeah. so mm, then there's Dark Tower I have an interest in seeing that because Stephen King, King. yeah, Yeah. you know, and then it's Stephen King's year this year because I guess he's got it coming out as well, and I'm excited for that. As I'm excited for that too. 
So yeah, I there's there's that. plenty of movies to keep yeah, me busy. It's coming out again, huh? Yeah, they, they did oh. the remake. Freaky. And and I was good timing was, with all the crazy stuff going, the clown stuff going oh, yeah. on the internet. And the <laughs> yeah, no, I was I was actually reading something because like it, isn't it like uh, like it comes around like only like twenty seven years or something. Yeah, and it's like twenty seven years to the to, or, or twenty years to the day of the last release, yeah, the last time we saw spooky. Pennywise. So <laughs> good good on the marketing guys for oh, paying yeah, attention. So yeah, that, yeah, I kind of I kind of want to see that one too. Just I think they should just uh, start uh, tying balloons up to the uh, the the water grates around. <laughs> oh, jeez, <laughs> that would be and have them going up and down. <laughs> that would scare. That would be some interesting. My marketing. my only complaint. I'm going into this for to see what the story is and see how they kind of improve upon it because I know that the original one like it has some flaws. It's a flawed mm-hmm. movie, made for TV movie, Definitely. and so I want to see how those flaws are improved improved upon. But as far as um, Pennywise in this, uh, I think it's fucking ridiculous uh, how he looks like the creepy clown uh, because clowns are scary and we get it. But that's not what made Pennywise scary. What made Pennywise scary is the fact that he looks like a normal clown. Yeah. Um, and it's that <laughs> it's that uh, corruption of your expectation of having a safe childhood, fun-friendly thing that you can confide in and trust, and then it's this horrible monster thing. That's the scary part of Pennywise. Not because oh, it's a creepy clown. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of kind of interested to see how they how they play off, how they play that off. Right. But um, all right, so that that that's pretty much it for the movies right now. Well, yeah, I mean, we've got some ones coming out in the fall. Yeah, we got some big good. ones. But yeah, I'm ones. trying to I'm trying to keep my ear to the ground for anything that stands out, or and I'll probably just see some weird off the wall stuff that no one no one's heard of, and I'm okay with that. There's a yeah. Star Wars coming out. Star Star Wars. There's a Star Wars. Star Wars. What's that? It's a, I don't know. It's a new. It's a new movie. That's, that's oh yeah. Star Wars. Star Wars. The franchise is headed for choppy waters. Yeah, they are. Uh, Han Solo. The Han Solo film I hear is a mess, and we've had to replace directors and get an acting coach after 95 percent of the film is shot, and that's oh, like no. a like a. I'm hearing the words similar to Dumb and Dumber, which is not what I want from a oh. Star Wars film. <laughs> no, but I mean, I, I, I think that's going to be a big change because Ron Howard just picked that up. It can't be that bad. It's going to be a Ron Howard film. So. Well, they're saying that like it's in the style, like it's a buddy buddy cop film, like because it's about Han Solo and Lando. Yeah. Okay. And they're gonna they're they're gonna to Lloyd and Harry it up apparently. Oh so. no. Okay, so yeah, that, that, that'll that'll <laughs> definitely be one to. But that's not this year, actually. Han no, Solo no, that that that'll, that'll be next year. Hopefully, that's one they just were like, maybe we should just can this one and cut our losses, guys. <laughs> yeah. We don't we part of what makes Han Solo cool is we don't know about Han Solo. Yeah. True. True. But I'm, I mean, I, I am I am kind of looking forward to uh, to Last Jedi. Kind of want to see. I, I've I've seen a couple more promotional things about it, and I'm like, okay, it's starting. It's actually starting to pique my interest even more so. I find it in the Star Wars thing, you know, it, it, for me, it's always, eh, 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 and when it gets closer, then I start building. All right, I want to see what's going mm-hmm. on. <laughs> I want to see what's going on. I, I think after Rogue One, I lost my interest in the side stories, and I'm going to just stick to the, the core trilogies, if you want to call them that. Like, I'll see them and f- probably just to yeah. be able to talk about them, but the ones that I'm looking for are the main storylines. The story main storylines, yeah. All right. Interesting. Well, you got you got anything coming up, Amy? Um, I, no, Game of Thrones this Sunday. Game of Thrones, Ooh, yeah. yeah. You know, I also want to know: Has anybody watched any Twin Peaks? No, I don't do. No, that. I keep hearing, but I keep seeing all this, this these things about how great Twin Peaks one, is. One I... of David Lynch's most interesting artsy 
I mean, even more so than the first series. I don't know if you've got any of you have watched. Any I have of a it, friend. But... I have a friend of mine who is a, a Twin Peaks addict. Yeah. <laughs> I, I recently watched a, a retrospective that kind of talked about the series as a whole and kind of got an understanding of what it was, and it piqued my interest enough to say, well, maybe I'll watch it someday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's very, very interesting. I, I, it's really everything is kind of open and, and up in the air. I, I, you know, I, it's like a lot of unanswered questions um, and. David Lynch pay, plays a main character. Um, it, I almost feel like he might be the one that's going to figure out the answers to some of these questions, but we'll see. I don't know. Is, is it is it binge-watchable? I think so. It is binge-watchable. There is a couple episodes, one episode in particular, that's like j- just art. Hmm. It's a very unusual series, yeah. I mean, um, the original Twin Peaks did do a lot of that, but this new series does it a lot more than the first series did. Um, yeah, so there, I mean, almost every episode has some sort of strange art, but there's one episode in particular that's just the whole thing is, is. Do the newer episodes explain the need for there to be newer episodes? Because as I understand it, there's the main series and then there was a movie that's kind of a prequel, but a sequel. Right. And it kind of answers everything and everything within that initial series and the movie is wrapped up tight in one coherent story. Right, well, they they leave it open. Do they explain why there's this new series now, like why we've come back to it? They actually left it open for a new series at the end of the last series. Um, Laura Palmer tells Agent Cooper that, she'll be back in 25 years. And sure enough, that's when they came back with this new series. So basically, they set it up for this new series. I think that it's high. I'm not 100% sure, but I I believe that David Lynch planned all this to be exactly like it is. And, and, And the time gap in between. And the time gap is really significant for a lot of the characters in the show. Um, it changes a lot of the characters kind of splits things. And, and, it, and this series also goes back in time before um, the original series and kind of shows you the timeline of all the, and I don't want to like spoil it, but all the different changes in dimensions, I guess you could say. Okay. Um, yeah. Not interested in it. Not myself. <laughs> I'll, do the, I'll do the Game of Thrones, though. That's not a problem. Matter and fact, I'm all about that. This yeah. Winter I, is I, here, yeah, people. I, I think uh, <laughs> normally uh, one of my friends uh, invites us over to his place, and we watch Game of Thrones out on his porch because he's got this huge TV. Oh, nice. And it's, hang, it's hung up in, under the under the porch, and we just kind of sit out on these big old outside couches and just sit up there. Oh, oh, as far nice. as that, I'm excited because I feel like a lot of the a lot of the Vane families have come together. There's a lot more power now. Now, the fight for the throne is going to be a lot more intense in this series, I think, because, um, you know, now, I mean, in the last series, we've got the Starks together, and we've got um, Daenerys' um, dragons are... are are of room. age yeah. now and, and full of power. She's got... I don't know anything you're talking about. Because <laughs> I don't watch Game of Thrones. Well, isn't, isn't this the last season? <laughs> no, I think no they're doing one, one more. But they're, okay. they're shorter seasons, too. This I think they're only eight is episodes. seven episodes, seven. I Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh-huh. Yeah, I heard about that. They were, they were splitting it in half, mm-hmm. right. but they're doing a shorter season. Right, and everything's going to come to a head now, and okay. I'm, I'm really hoping that I haven't wasted the past eight they, years of my life they, for a crappy they, ending. No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> I, I don't know how it could. I mean, George R. R. Martin is they totally Harry Potter it. Pretty. Oh no, well, to and, see and, that. And if you, ha- <laughs> if you also haven't heard, um, they're going to be uh, spinoffs from Game of Thrones. Oh. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah gonna so be there's going to be like the story of the story of the Starks, or the uh, actually, Daenerys. I'm not sure. But I thought I heard something about a prequel type. 
uh, before all the houses. Oh. Before all this is started. Oh, that'd be cool. So, uh, I and, heard then, of that. and then I recently saw an article that he's recently, um, uh, Martin has recently did, uh, is going to do a, um, another fantasy series for uh, HBO. So, but it's not Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I wonder what he's got in him. I'd like to see a different style of, of I mean, what was the synopsis of that one? I think it's something about Africa um, and this woman who was, and this is going to be kind of strange for me because I'm used to the fantasy fantasy. Uh, she was abused and became a, a rape victim, and then a child is born. Uh, and the child is born uh, with such kind of anger and passion that she becomes a, a virtually like a demigod. So interesting. It's, it's going to be kind of interesting there. So okay, all right. Well, that's different. <laughs> yeah, that does sound that does sound pretty different. But definitely Game of Thrones. If you guys are fans, yes, definitely <laughs> keep an eye open because I did see kind of a behind the scenes thing on uh, on Facebook not too long ago, and it, it, it's looking pretty good. I'm not I'm not to this season yet, so I can't really say anything. Oh, you're still but catching up. I'm huh? still, Where I'm are still you? Trying to, I'm still in the middle of uh, season three. Oh my gosh! Yeah, Catch up. What are you doing? We can't even talk. We can't even talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> the other I big mean, show announcement was uh, Stranger Things. Finally got out. Oh yeah. October twenty seventh. I was yeah. just gonna say Halloween. I'm excited for that. Yeah. The, the poster they re- they released was gorgeous. Oh yeah. Oh, I haven't oh seen God. it. Is oh. that the silhouetted one with the kids uh, in the recent S- one? That sitting I on the bikes. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're oh, um, they're on the road it. and they're looking at the this giant storm in front of them and it looks great. Huh. Yeah, I was thinking, I, I was colors, thinking man, when I saw that. <laughs> I was really impressed with that series. I was impressed with the acting oh, yeah. in that series. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for it to come out again. I got my picture taken. Winona with, was uh, awesome. With mm-hmm. Eleven, so I'm, I was happy. Yeah, with Millie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She, she was adorable. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. So with that, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. We'll be right back, and we're going to talk a little bit of... A little bit of controversy coming up here for uh, for following Comic Cons. Hey everybody, Ed Vanderly here, the host of 1980-something. Do you love the 80s? Did you live through the 80s? Do you miss the 80s? Every week we celebrate the decade of decadence right here on Star Worldwide Network with 1980-something. We take you back in time. We talk about music, movies, TV, fashion, the games, whatever comes to mind. So join me here each week on 1980-something on Star Worldwide Networks. That's the fact, Jack! That's the fact, Jack! Clever Art Studios has 15 years of experience with clients like NASA, the Arizona State Museum, Discovery Channel, Science Channel, and the National Geographic Television. She has skills in animation and illustration. You can find her at Facebook and LinkedIn. And she has her own website, www.cleverartstudio.com. You're listening to Star Worldwide Networks, where you can host your own radio show. If you're looking for a way to get out your message, welcome to the future. Dave Pratt's Star Worldwide Networks offers you the opportunity to use our state-of-the-art studio to create your very own radio show. Our experienced and helpful production staff will help you every step of the way. Our free mobile app allows your listeners to take your show with them and play it live or on demand. 
Even if you're not in Arizona, we've got you covered with Skype technology so you can broadcast from anywhere in the world. Whether you're in it to grow your business, make a statement, deliver a message, or just have fun hosting your own show, Star Worldwide Networks can make it happen. Star Worldwide Networks, where you are the star. For more information, just visit us at StarWorldWideNetworks.com. All right, we are back, and just like I promised, we got some controversy coming up with the uh, the net coming up Phoenix Comic Cons. Uh, they actually updated their uh, costume and weapons policy. Get your outrage pants ready. Now, yes. before we get too far along in this, there is a benefit for Phoenix Comic Con. Yes. We, <laughs> we're the ones that started this mess because of our little issue. Um, but at the same time, we now have a very long pause for everyone else to figure it out, work it out, and change their game. Mm-hmm. So we have a long time for this to come up. So when it comes up again for Phoenix... It should be smooth, well, right? But yeah, but the, these these policies as well are actually going to be implemented for Fan Fest, for Keen Halloween, Correct. everything that's coming up. Correct. So yeah, there's still there's still a little bit of time, but um, there's a lot of people that I know that are. I mean, personally, I I, I could care. I, you know, I, I really could care less. It, it right. sounds like Phoenix Comic Con is going to turn into the mayonnaise sandwich of cons. Now, so. Yeah. Well, as, as I said, this is affecting. Everybody across the board. Some of the cons this this was from was from Emerald City Con, San Diego Con, New York Comic Con. Excuse me. Mm. There's there's a lot of cons that are are they're all changing their policies. So we got to get this covered. Right. Uh, we're also pushing our time, so we're going to have okay. to cover it very quickly. All right. <laughs> so there. Uh, so and also uh, just so everybody knows, Jess is actually here with us as well. She's uh, of Hi, course the, the resident criminologist. Hi. <laughs> uh, so yeah. So she she'll she'll uh, weigh in on this as well. Um, all right, so cut new costume policies. Please refer to the Phoenix Comic Con weapons policy uh, below for complete information about props and weapons. That, that's, that's the first thing that Saul's saying, too. But uh, now metal detectors, metal detecting wands, bag checks, police presence, and enhanced security procedures will be at all entrance points. Cool. And uh, so that, that's something that we actually spoke about previously on the show. I'm actually very glad that they're doing this. It actually uh, it will heighten security. It will make lines longer. I'm going to say that right now, but this is for everybody's safety. Well, it means that they probably should focus on locking down their date then in the cooler months. Oh, well, exactly. and hopefully the, the lines will move faster. Mm-hmm. You know, well, that's the problem. It's because they're doing, they're doing more, it's going to move slower. Yeah. Um, so the, the goal is if they get more of the gear, then they can do it, you know, break them down a little bit. What the full body stuff over here, the guys with the wands over here and get them through quicker. Okay. You know, personally, I think TSA should be involved. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, the big thing that that, uh, that we saw as well, um, above all, Phoenix Comic Con is a family-friendly event. Please exercise modesty when wearing your costumes. If a Phoenix Comic Con staff member feels your costume is too revealing or offensive to other attendees, you may be asked to change. If you do have any questions about the, what is acceptable, there's a, there's an email to, to contact them, costuming at phoenixcomiccon.com. They started right off the bat with the most controversial change because this yeah. is the one that's going to get the most uh, backlash from the cosplayers, I have no doubt. Definitely. And pretty much th- this, this includes costumes must cover at least as much as a swimsuit acceptable for public pools and beaches. Free the nipple. <laughs> yeah, it actually specifically says females must cover their nipples and side breasts 
entire groin area and complete buttocks. Males must cover entire groin area and complete buttocks. I will be now going topless to the con. <laughs> you know, I in, pro- in protest. I got here. <laughs> what, what, what do you think? Sexy Hagrid? Yeah, you should do sexy yeah. Hagrid. In a bikini. In a bikini. And I'll do. <laughs> in a thong. Just make sure your groin area is yeah. covered. And yeah, everybody's going to be like half naked at Comic Con oh, yeah. this year. <laughs> um, and I'll be dad bod something. There you go. Uh, big thing. Body paint and nudity are not considered costumes and are prohibited from the conventions. Uh, Arizona does have nudity laws, and police will be around. That part isn't different, though. Um, it's always been there. Yeah, what scared yeah. me was at first them saying that whatever our staff deems is going to be considered inappropriate, and but then they clarified it a little bit. They're going to make need to make sure that they get every one of their workers on the same page. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, they should be. They weren't last. Yeah, right. Yeah, they weren't. Remember appropriate undergarments. Clothing and costumes must not be so tight to reveal the genitalia of a person and must not be sheer enough to expose areas that are covered. Dance belts, guys. Dance belts. We don't want to sing your dingus. I think we should all come in kilts. (laughs) Well, (laughs) kilts aren't tight. Bikini tops. No, but they get the... (laughs) Get, get that airflow. Get a, ni- get, a ni- get a nice breeze and a leaf blower. Yeah. Get the job done. Um, this is actually one that, that's kind of getting to me a little bit. All co- cosplayers must have clear line of sight while wearing their costumes. There's actually also something that, that uh, I haven't found it yet, but there is something about masks. Um, what was the one, uh, the, the big costume, what was it called? No, it, I, I love the term for it. The excessive. What is it? No, was it no excessive costume? Yeah, no. no oh, obs- oh, obsessive. Yeah. What obsessive. Obsessive. And I was like, what is an obsessive costume? Will you please explain to our audience <laughs> what an obsessive, obsessive costume is? Oh, I, I, I don't know obsessive. I, I think it was ex- excessive. Okay. Yeah, excessive. I mean, pretty much just, just uh, big costume pieces. They're actually saying uh, costume pieces that extend from it, uh, wings, spikes, armor, uh, carrying a large prop, stilts. I'm uh, sure stilts. Just be be aware of your surroundings, of course. But they also might uh, ask you to change if they do find it disruptive. This is going to be a real interesting with with the the anime with the the excessive side swords and sights yeah. and stuff like that. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, because that. a lot of a lot of I mean I don't follow anime that much, but I do know that. For anime characters, a lot of times their props are kind of a definitive aspect of the character. It is. So like I know there's. There's all kinds of, like, uh, Alucard from Helsing, which I enjoyed. Yeah. You know, there's all kinds of stuff. Well, and, and on that note, we're going we're going to have one of the owners of the uh, Monkey Paw Entertainment here next month. Mm-hmm. So we can talk a lot about this with this. He runs six different anime cons. Yeah. So this is going to affect his cons big time. All right. Uh, now we're going, now we're actually getting into the props and weapons policy. Uh, excessive height and size of props. So heavy or oversized props can be dangerous for event goers. Heavy and oversized props. Heavy to whom? To 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 the person carrying it. I'm, I'm guessing. Well, then why would they carry it? Exactly. <laughs> um, heavier oversized props must be easily stowed in crowded areas. At certain times when exhibit hall is overcrowded, those oversized costumes or props may be asked to exit the exhibit hall temporarily. Temporarily. No. So, like, for four so hours. like, you need to go out yeah. of here. You're too big. Exactly. <laughs> Your sword can't fit in here right now. Can you please leave? We'll give you at least 20 minutes, then you can come back. <laughs> I'm sorry, sir, but you're just taking up way too much space. I don't have a costume on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's cover that. 
Um, if, if your prop becomes unwieldy or threatened uh, the safety and enjoyment of other people, you may be asked to remove the prop from the venue. Failure to comply with the request to remove offending props may result in revocation of uh, of your badge and removal from the premises. That guy's sword got me in the eye. Did, did they implement a hygiene rule? Like, hey, if you come to con, you have to have, you know, bathed before you got here. I, th- I think that's just like common sense. And like while you're no, yet I smell not, every con. It's yet not, I smell every con. I, yeah, me I, too. I think Maybe. the problem isn't that they didn't bathe before they got there. It's the whole I've been here this whole time and haven't bathed. <laughs> Maybe that's here an attack to con crud. Uh oh. Closing in 30 minutes at 8 o'clock. Again, the library will be closing at 8 o'clock. All right. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. So these are prohibited items: BB guns, cap guns, paintball guns, Nerf guns, blow guns, water guns, pellet guns, airsoft guns, toy guns, blasters, and any other uh, real or replica weapon that resembles a firearm. Um, yeah. What does that mean? We can take. That means nothing. <laughs> that, no, that, that no, means nothing. Nothing, at nothing at all. that looks like a firearm. It looks like there's going to be a lot of Han Solos and carbonite. Yeah. There's also tasers, glass <laughs> props, stone props, chainsaws and other gas-powered props, uh, bladed... <laughs> gas-powered props. Yep. Uh, bladed, throwers. Bladed metal or wooden weapons, uh, including but not limited to axes, daggers, hatchets, knives, swords, pocket blades, ninja stars, metal or wooden shields, strung bows, uh, bladed or sharp arrows, um, flails, uh power and garden tools, claws. That was the chainsaw, by the way. <laughs> real uh, real replica or simulated explosives, ammunition, and chemical weapons of any kind, including but not limited to bullets, hand grenades, claymore mines, firecrackers, pepper spray, mace, powder caps, cartoon bombs, sim- <laughs> sim- <laughs> simulated bomb vests. So that's another one. Um, metal spiked, uh, metal spiked wooden and other miscellaneous props, including but not limited to metal armor, uh, barbed wire, metal spikes, nunchucks, metal, wooden, aluminum, or heavy plastic bats, uh, slingshots, brass knuckles, golf clubs, hockey sticks. There goes my, uh, my Casey uh, Jones. Casey Jones. Yeah, there goes my apple. Yeah. I'm not seeing lightsabers on this what, list. What if, what yeah, if the that's, baseball that, bat has a gnome on top? Is that, that, is that okay? It doesn't say that, but it, all, it also says allowed props. Um, let me see here. Nothing. It sounds like <laughs> nothing. Know. Absolutely nothing. No. Pikachu. Um, props, made, props made from plastic, thermoplastic, uh, resin, cardboard, foam, foam rubber, plastic, fiberglass, resin, shields, and shields must demonstrate no sharp edges. Yeah. Um, bows uh, cannot be strung or incapable or are incapable of shooting arrows. Arrows in your quiver that are not removable. Staffs of plastic, resin, cardboard, foam, foam rubber, and no taller than six feet. Lightsabers, wands, sonic screwdrivers. All those are accepted. Which is weird. Uh, you so would no think the lightsaber wouldn't be because you can beat somebody silly with one of those. Well, yeah, you just can, as much as you, you could beat someone bat. with anything. With, like, I guess they shouldn't bat. allow pencils either because I mean, yeah, it goes yeah but uh, the, the baseball bat issue takes out Harley Quinn. 
So. Right. They say light, um, or no, they said specifically heavy. So you can carry a light one, like a, like a dollar well, store. Yeah, I'm saying, like, like, I'm, what, I'm, if, what, I'm what wonder- if you carry a, a plastic one? I'm wondering if they'll stop anyone who's dressed up as Heath Ledger's Joker just walking around with a pencil, because that pencil is a deadly weapon. That is true. <laughs> true. You true. make it disappear. <laughs> so, yeah, th- those those are the main updates to the uh, to the whole thing. I wonder and if that'll include the, the proton packs for the Ghostbusters. I I was reading I, something about that. I don't, I don't think they're... Chemical weapon. I thought I heard something that the Simulated. wand has to be strapped to the side. It cannot be carried. It has to be strapped. Yeah, that, that's one of the big things that I heard as well. That's what I was hearing from the, yeah. the Ghostbusters. Um, I, I don't have a comment on that at yeah. this moment in time, just because um, I'm mad. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, the big but, question is: is that what we really, really need to do is just start sending emails to the cons and start asking them specifically. All right, what can I dress up as? I mean, physically, I can't take any kind of weapons. I can't look like this. I can't do that. I can't dress like this. I can't do that. All I can come in is looking like Pikachu. Mm. Well, I, I, I kind of think, well, I mean, like, what, what, one of my friends actually brought up this point, too. If you're building your costume around a specific prop, you're doing it wrong. Yeah, I would agree with that, too. Yeah. Um, a, a, a I would think that the crea- there could be a lot of cool, creative ways to get around some of these mm-hmm. uh, restrictions. Uh, as far as, like, I had an idea while you were doing, you know, not that I'm probably going to make a costume or anything, but when you were talking about quivers, you could stage, like, a thing to make it look like your quiver is full of arrows that it's just on, like, they're all attached to a base or something. So they're just, it all looks fake, but none of it's functional. Like, that would be, that's, I guess that's going to be the creative element is making it look functional, but not. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, this year I really didn't have, I mean, I I did have the one, uh, the giant, um, uh, water gun, water water gun that I had for Joker, which, which I left in the room. I mean, and it was still, I I didn't need it. And that's the whole thing. And I maybe I could have gone around it, you know, to having like a different different type of weapon or having like different things strapped to me. Not now. But you know, I mean, but but it's also one of those things where it's like, no, I'm not I'm not going to have, you know, as Joker, I'm not going to have knives on me or anything like that. But I might have a. Uh, a uh, a jack in the box that says TNT on the side. Rubber ducky. But I'm not going to actually have one that looks like a, a TNT. Do you want to hear my thing. evil solution mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. this? Uh, charge a premium for cosplayers who want to bring in those prop items. So <sighs> cosplayer want to come in and say, "I well, this gun is part of my costume. Well, extra five bucks, please." I I could I oh man I could actually see that being implemented a spe- like a special licensing to get or a special a special I mean, membership they, pass yeah, because yeah. They, they would they would they would just find a way to, to everyone yeah. would do it they yeah would just have it now what I can see I think we did talk about it before is having uh, an all prop uh, vent at the hotel or something off con uh, property to where people can actually bring those things that complete their costumes. I don't know. Yeah. I think I, I'm wondering if we'll see a lot less cosplay because of this. Uh, well, I'm, I'm thinking we're going to see a lot less people because of this because I've already, yeah. e- even even on the Blue Ribbon Army uh, Facebook page, I've been seeing people, I'm never coming back to Phoenix Comic Con or any of their events. Uh, this is a travesty. This is this is bullshit. This you know all this stuff and people yeah, are people are getting up in arms. The problem is mm-hmm. though, it's not just Phoenix Comic Con. No, it, all the big cons are doing this. In and, response to Phoenix Comic Con. In, in response to Phoenix. Now we didn't start this as a 
you know, we're going to change the world at doing this. We're going, we, we're going to change con culture. We had we had an incident, and this is the fallout from it. But we didn't cause this. Phoenix Comic Con didn't cause this. It's just that it was the we start. We got it. the shitty hand. Yeah. We, we were where the one idiot decided to do it at it. it. Now, if it would have done it at San Diego, I bet you anything it would have been even a me- more of a mess. Oh, I'm sure it would be even more restrictive because it's a bigger yeah. con. Right. Well, and, and one of the big things that I think a lot of people are missing, uh, missing the point on here is... I've actually been seeing a lot of people attack Square Egg Entertainment because of this. Correct. What they have to realize is this is not the doing of Square Egg Entertainment. This is the convention center. This is Phoenix PD getting on their asses saying, hey, we need you to implement this. We need you to rein in your, your, your your cosplayers. This is all um, kind of interesting to me as an outsider to Phoenix Con culture because these kind of incidences just happen. And I don't know, I'm just in that mind that this is going to happen. So why is this such a big fallout, I guess? Uh, I'm surprised that nobody was prepared for it. To me, that that strikes me. The the reason the fallout is so severe is due to the culture of the state. Um, Not to get super political, but we're a red state, and I feel like... uh, people who subscribe to that ideology are a little more um, not paranoid is not the word, but they try to be really aware of things that could go wrong. Yeah. And they're, gotta, they're, hy- they're hypersensitive to it. We also got to remember though, uh, this was an industry that never had to have to have this stuff before. You know, if, if you really sit back and look at it, if you go to a, a Cardinals game, a uh, Suns game, you have to go through different types of security also. You, you may not get wanted, <laughs> but you're still going to get your bags checked. You're still not going to be able to bring things that you want to bring. You know, there are things that are still limitations. All these come from some something. Right. So uh, I almost wonder if the, realist, the realistic way to make this up to the fans would be to make it more of a industry event like San Diego Comic-Con where not only are they getting celebrities, but they're getting announcements for upcoming projects. Like when you mm-hmm. go to the panels, you're not just going to hear a celebrity, you know, talk a little bit about, you know, what they're doing on their day-to-day. They're there to promote the projects that they're working on, and I would really like to see more of that at Comic-Con um, or FanFest or anything. Of Have the celebrity come in with the project that they're about to announce or talk about and say, hey, this is coming out. We're, um, we're working on this project. There's not a lot of that there. So that would be maybe a good trade-off is saying, well, well we're going to yeah. get more exclusives in light of the fact that we don't have as, we can't do the cosplay thing as much. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I'm just going to say this, and you know, I, this, is, this is my opinion. And if you get offended... I'm not sorry. I'm already offended. I'm, I'm not sorry. <laughs> Be offended by this. Suck it up, people. <laughs> Be creative. Do do something that doesn't involve a weapon or a, a giant prop. Pikachu. Get, get get creative. Do something that you that you've always wanted to do or that you've never done before or that you've had an idea for. Do something that doesn't involve something like that to get you kicked out. Don't bitch. Don't moan. Suck it up. And just do it. Well, I think you put it the best way when when it said if you're creating your costume around the prop, you're doing it wrong. And I think that is is what I think most people need to take to heart with it at this point. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, people need to realize this is for... This is for safety. Like, like we were on the line. Like, if he had decided not to go harass the police and just start shooting, it would be a different state of affairs. Exactly. Just think of it at all this. um, It's even like high school nowadays. 
there are restrictions on everything you do. We have to make adjustments to, to do these events. If you want to go to school, you can't wear, you have to be in their clothing type. You can't take in your handguns, your knives, and stuff like that. We all know that. It's common sense now. If you're going to go to a game, same thing. Yeah. You know, there are limitations. We were lucky for a number of years not to have the restrictions that there are, and they may still find ways to twist it and change it back. You know, maybe they do bring in stuff like TSA, the full body scanners, or, you know, <laughs> boom, sh- boom, sh- boom. You can go through, you can go through, no matter or, what. Or they start getting people who can exercise some common sense when it comes to things. Yeah. Right now, this is still seen, comes off as like a knee-jerk reaction where we got to do this blanket solution to just appease everyone in the meantime. And then once we get maybe a con or two under our belt, we can relax on the policies a little bit and figure out smarter ways to deal with specific issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this, th- they're saying that this is a permanent change. I feel like it's permanent for now, but subject to change later. It's so maybe subject, maybe we yeah. shouldn't, it's always you know, subject. another reason to not maybe get so worked up about it in the immediate. Yeah. It, is, it is somewhere between a knee-jerk reaction and a... Uh, and a long-term they solution. do need they do need to work on their wording for addressing the female cosplayers because that did come off as really sexist <laughs> yeah yeah I did I will agree with that mm-hmm. but um, but yeah that that's pretty much it for now yep we're, unfortunately this is a subject that we can talk for you know two more episodes and still cover a lot of if this you're stuff. gonna take away our guns at least let us keep the tits <laughs> <laughs> I agree <laughs> all right so we're gonna go ahead and wrap it up and then um, we'll We'll see you next week, or next next podcast. So really quick, just remember to follow us on uh, Facebook, follow us on Twitter, follow us on Patreon. Uh, We are, are, of course, on on Patreon, Instagram. At Film Dropout. At Film Film Dropout, Dropout. Conair Radio, Conair Jared, uh, Amy over there. Amy still (laughs) hasn't gotten on the boat when it comes to uh, all the Twitter Twitter and stuff. Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, Yeah, she's still out there. But yeah, definitely. definitely Just like I fought a cell phone for the first like 10 years. Yeah, let's take that cell phone away (laughs) now and see how long that lasts. (laughs) Um, But yeah, definitely definitely, uh, keep in contact with us. Keep following us. Give us your feedback. We want to know how we're doing so we can make our show better. Definitely. And of course, Yes. And oh, of yes, course, yes. The nerd, nerd shirts. Nerd I'll go ahead and uh, be posting up something on uh, on our Facebook page here pretty soon about yeah, that. Yeah, I was going to do that last week, and I totally forgot. So I'm going to go through <laughs> my go, go through the cupboard, the ancient yeah. cupboard, and see what I've got. And, uh, of course, another big thing, just make sure, uh, uh, if you haven't already, follow us on uh, uh, with Star, uh, Star, World Star Worldwide Networks. Networks. Uh, they've definitely been helping us out and uh, reaching definitely new fans and uh, new 3, listeners. 3,000, over 3,000 people we uh, yes. reached out to last month. So yeah, the so definitely if you guys, uh, if you guys like us, uh, you know, share, subscribe, uh, share us with your friends, families, enemies, and all that fun stuff. Enemies, definitely. Definitely yeah, enemies. <laughs> all right, so from all of us here at Con Air Radio, we'll catch you next time. Bye-bye. Good night. Party on, Wayne. <laughs> Stay Party safe. Party <laughs>
going to pick a fight. Don't be too proud of this technological terror you've constructed.